Hello and welcome to Soldroids Podcast, episode number 114. I'm Schmitty. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. And wow, these triple digit ones are beginning to throw me. Uh, we uh, At least we're not doing like Roman numerals. <laughs> yes. I, or binary. That would cause problems. It would. We, we'd have to take the whole hour just getting through which episode we're in. <laughs> well, we're already starting that way. Uh, before we get too much further, <laughs> shout out to our friends over at truckradio.net, cryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. Uh, once again, we're also brought to you by gotomeeting.com. Uh, we, you know, the people we work with most aren't always the ones we see every day. We've brought this up a lot of times, but you don't realize how often you need to work with someone who just isn't in the office with you or even in your building. Uh, coworkers, clients, contractors, it doesn't matter who it is, you need teleconferencing, and that's why we use GoToMeeting. With GoToMeeting by Citrix, your team's just a click away. You can share the screen to collaborate in real time, turn your webcam into an online meeting and HD video conference space. feels like you're in the same room. Launch or join a meeting anytime using your computer, smartphone, or tablet, even present from your iPad, which is quite cool. Uh, we want you to be able to try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. For the special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. Remember, use the promo code PODCAST for this offer. GoToMeeting, meeting is believing. And uh, we are not brought to you by, however we want to kind of pimp it out anyway, Salt Lake Comic Con. Uh, it's coming in September. If you are in the Utah area... You should come check Intermountain it out. West. Yes, in the Intermountain West area. No, really, if you're anywhere near, if you're anywhere in the mountain time zone, you should come. It's not like Boise has a Comic-Con or, or anything. We're kind of it. I guess Phoenix yeah, you, well, has one, huh? You got, you got Phoenix, you got Seattle, you got San Diego, and Salt Lake. Yep, this is super cool. Now, this is going to be uh, September 5th through the 7th. Uh, this year down at the Southtown Expo, we will be there Yay. with Jonathan yes. Frakes and and Kevin Sorbo and Ryan Otley and Tia Carrere. I almost don't want to even jinx it because they are adding more people to this every every time I hit the site. There's someone new on it. I'm so excited. I know, me too. If you're in the Utah area, you should definitely come to it. Come by, stop by. We'll give you a poster or something. Uh, and if you're not in the Utah area, you should come anyway. Absolutely. We'll be recording from it, so we're excited, if you can't tell. All right, uh, for information, you should go to saltlakecomiccon.com, uh, or just Google it. Uh, it's all meshed together, but it's all separate words, if that makes any sense. We'll have the link on the on the show notes. Yay for pimping! <laughs> I'm the worst pimp ever. <laughs> I never collect the money. <laughs> you just got no street cred there. I got no Nazi. street. Wayne Brady gonna have to cut. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Brady's a better pimp than me, or worse. Wayne I'm not Brady's sure a how better it goes. everything than you. Oh, <laughs> sad. He's not a better podcast. Oh yeah, he probably is. <laughs> All right. Well, into our headlines. Um, Google is evidently really making a push here towards acquiring Waze. We talked about it, joked about it many weeks ago that uh, Facebook was looking at taking over Waze. Waze, of course, is the very popular GPS navigation app for iPhone and uh, Windows Mobile, Android, BlackBerry. 
everything basically except Windows Mobile, Windows Phone. But uh, they're being looked at, at, people are looking at acquiring them. Uh, I, I don't think I was alone in this, but I kind of expressed some concerns about the idea of Facebook taking over. Zoner, I think, I think we you were, did, yeah. yeah, we were all kind of. Yeah, they, I mean, Facebook wanted to pay like a billion dollars for him or something, which is awesome for Waze. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of Israeli developers getting a billion dollars, that's awesome. But, but you know, nobody likes Facebook. Everybody is on Facebook, but nobody really likes it. And so to have Facebook take it over would probably cause people to have to look for a new navigation app. But with Google in the fray now, the talks with Facebook seem to be on hold. And I would love Google to buy these guys. Basically, this would... uh, Knowing how Google operates... Because Google actually already has a traffic uh, navigation app built into Android. If you are to use your Android device and you say navigate to a specific address, it'll open up Google Navigation. And it pulls traffic data in from other Google Android users already. So would they be... How do you think they'd do that? Would they supplement their own navigation data with Waze? I would hope so, but you know, you got to remember that, that in our experiences with Google Navigation, navigate to McDonald's, you end up in an episode of Storage Wars. Yeah, that was so. kind of horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, the, I, the only thing that Google Maps is missing is what Waze has, and that's the gamification of navigation. It's not It's not yes. just one... The reason why I love Waze so much is because it's not just how to get from point A to point B, but you make points in, in doing it, and you, you're competing with other people. Uh, so it's... I think Google Maps could, could grow with that. See, and and I, you're, also te- you're also telling people where the cops are. Exactly. It wasn't just the cops. Accidents. It was also traffic, ac- traffic accidents and slowdowns. <laughs> I could be sitting there in a... Um, dead stop on the freeway, open up Waze and see that there's 15 other Waze users also stuck in traffic with me, send out a broadcast going, how far up is everyone? How? And we'd all start this conversation in the traffic and yeah. be able to say, okay, well, I'm, I'm up at this milepost and it only looks like it goes on for another 200 yards. So I knew that I was totally screwed because yeah. I was five miles back. So I, you're right, that social... Not, not even gamification, but just that social aspect is one part that Google is lacking. Yeah. On the other hand, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, on the other hand, I worry that this if Google were to acquire Waze, that would make it one more service that Microsoft is never going to get onto their phone. That's a good point. <laughs> but now, now would, it, would we have the same issue if Facebook bought Waze? I think we'd have some worse issues. Facebook doesn't appear to be... I mean, they're willing to throw money at you, and they're willing to buy up all these different properties, but I haven't really seen evidence that Facebook is a very good manager of other properties. Facebook manages Facebook, but they've purchased other tech firms, right? I mean... Yeah, Zynga. um, Did they buy Zynga? They bought OMG oh, wait, Pop. No, didn't? no, you're right. OMG Pop. And then they bought Instagram as well. And Instagram seems to be doing okay. Well, yeah, because they haven't tried to tie it into Facebook. Exactly. Was... Would would Facebook or yeah, would Facebook try and tie ways in though is the question. I, I think I think the motivations would be different if uh, Facebook's motivation for buying ways would be to get more mobile users. Google's motivation for buying Waze would be completely different, and we we probably 
would miss the mark completely. I mean, we probably don't even know their motivation, but I would think that it's to, to stop Facebook. Ah, I, I didn't even think about that. But. Is that what they're doing now? Are they app blocking? <laughs> well, I, I've actually heard that that's one of the reasons that they're looking to buy ways is because they don't want Facebook to have it. But, you know, it, it, it's a very good service that they could use to build upon services that they already have. So I think it makes a whole lot more sense for Google to do it than for Facebook to do it. Plus, sense, if you can if you can screw Facebook over in the process, why not? That makes sense, but then why wouldn't they have stepped in uh, ahead of Yahoo and bought Tumblr? You know, if if they're in if they're in the process because they already have Picasa. Oh, that's true. Well, no, we talked about this last time. Tumblr isn't really a photo aggregation site. Mm. It's more than that. It's it's a blogging site. Yeah, it, it's a photo blogging site. Who knows? So Who? that that is a good question, though. Google maybe they don't see Yahoo as a threat. Now. Yeah, maybe they just don't see Yahoo as a threat that, like they do with Facebook. Well, and let's be fair, and I'm not saying this to be mean to Yahoo, but frankly, who does right now? Nobody. They're not dead. I'm not saying that Yahoo's dead by any means, but they're not exactly on an aggressive warpath right now. Lycos? Well, Marissa Meyer th- makes it look like they are. I mean, she she is there. She is beating the war drum, and so who knows? Maybe maybe they are a, a force to be reckoned with in within the next year or two. I think I think you might be right. I think they're tying together a bunch of different web properties and making it so we don't know what's going on, but in a year or two, all of a sudden, they're just going to flip one little switch when it's all going to gel together. The internet will turn purple. <laughs> and we'll either... Either <laughs> it's going to fail or it's going to just be awesome. Yeah, I think you're right. I, you know, personally, I hope it's awesome because the more competition that's out there, the better it is for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Hey, um, on Facebook news, some interesting news came up and then was fixed, actually, this week. We, we've gone through both ends of the story. It turned out that a lot of sponsors were starting to drop out. A lot of advertisers, I should say, not sponsors, were dropping off of Facebook ads because it came out that Facebook would Facebook has some very odd... Uh, terms of service in terms of what it allows on people's profiles. If you posted something about breast cancer awareness, they'd probably drop it because it dealt with breasts. They'd, they'd block it and warn you. But if you were to post something making light of abuse towards women or rape, they just, well, they considered that, well, that's freedom of speech. You know, that's that's poor humor and we can't really do anything about it. And so a lot of advertisers were dropping Facebook, and I think up to 15 or 16 of them dropped at one at one point, uh, which is a lot of money when you think about it. Yeah. And almost within 24 hours, Facebook decided, okay, yeah, maybe we should crack down on all these stupid teenagers who are posting about how cool it is to rape girls and beat on women and go make me a sandwich. And sandwich. They, they were able to potentially stem a very large tide of, of outgoing money. So did any of those advertisers come back when they changed their terms of service? You know, I haven't heard yet. I, I have not heard yet. I would imagine it would have made things very uh, much better. Because, let's face it, you want to advertise on Facebook if you can. Oh, yeah, because everyone's on Facebook. Everyone hates it, but everyone's there. Right, 
Right. But uh, it was kind of cool to see it. Well, on one hand, it was cool to see it that it only took them 24 hours to combat this and decide, yeah, we're going to go with it. On the other hand, it's kind of sad that it took this long and it only came from threat of losing their money for Facebook to finally step in and go, okay, yeah, maybe we shouldn't allow this kind of language on our site. Yeah. Well, you know, playing devil's advocate here, if nobody's complaining about it, why do anything? You know, if it's if it doesn't appear to be broken, then why fix it? And really, the only people that matter to Facebook are investors and the people who give them the money and so once the once they start voicing their opinions with their dollars then it's time to pay attention mm, true so well, whether whether you agree with it or not I, I think that's just how it is money obviously speaks a lot louder to Facebook than its users yes because well the users are the commodity we've talked about this before many so. times yeah um, in other social media news, a Twitter campaign was launched basically telling Sony to say no to DRM in the PS4. The hashtag, uh, what is it, no DRM PS4 launched and started trending like crazy. So much so that Sony actually took notice. Now, supposedly Sony has to pay attention to this because... We're, we're talking like four pages worth of people tweeting it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, as of right now, 105 pages of tweets. And this is from something that was written on Tuesday. So it's probably tripled that by now because we're recording on Friday. At the same time, this is Sony we're talking about. Sony doesn't really listen to what you want. They think they already know. Yeah. Fair. That's. I think that's a fair assessment. So, and I and I honestly believe that this is mostly people who are tweeting this who were just kind of put out by the Xbox One and its DRM. Well, whether you like it or not, DRM is here to stay. It's going to come in various forms, and sadly, it looks like SimCity's DRM that's not really DRM of the always online because, you know, a single-player game needs that multiplayer capability even though it's not really there. Uh, but, you know, it seems to be working. There hasn't been a crack for it yet. It You know, the game's floating out there on torrent sites, but nobody's cracked it. That's not true. Someone actually has cracked it and was able to play it offline in single player mode. But they had to they had to be online at first to establish the connection to the servers. So, I mean, you know, there there has not been a fully offline version cracked yet. So, I mean, we'll keep waiting and and hopefully it happens so I can enjoy my game that I paid 65 bucks for or whatever. Oh, it are, was. are you upset about that? Tell us how you really but, you know, <laughs> Sorry, but, you're, you're but, kind of ambiguous about it. I'm having problems reading. <laughs> but my point is, DRM is here to stay, and it looks like they're figuring out how to do it so the pirates can't get around it. Yeah. And so, you know, as much as people want to complain about it, the companies, I, I don't think they give a flying crap. Yeah. Well, the way the PS4 and, and Xbox One are handling it, um, I, I think is a very smart way to handle it. It seems like a lot of DRM in the past has hurt not just 
proprietors, but it has hurt mostly the honest people. Uh, the way yes. that the way that especially Xbox One is doing. I don't know m- much details about the PS4 DRM, but especially the way the Xbox One is doing it, it seems like it is helping the honest people, and it it will make it a lot harder for for pirators to to uh, to get around it. Um, and as long as people understand how it works and and the methods on unloading it from your or packaging it back up and or installing it i think i think it's a smart way to do it and and once yeah. people understand exactly how it works it won't be that big of a deal uh, from what i've been able to gather from the xbox one's drm style it's much like installing an app on your mobile phone right you have to install the game or in this case install the app it has to be able to talk to servers and know that you actually purchased it and then once it's done that it's good to go and so people who are used to this, it's not going to be too much more of an effort. People who aren't used to it, it's going to kill them. Yeah. You want you want to go sell your game at GameStop? No big deal. Package it back up, uninstall it, take it to the store and sell it. Um, you want to lend it to your friend? Probably a bigger pain in the butt than it needs to be, but package it back up, send it to your friend. So I mean, it, it's going to be a bigger pain for for the people who like swapping discs all the time, but um, it it's not bothering me so far. <laughs> but it's not impossible because, and and I'm I'm sorry if I'm drawing this out longer than it needs to be, but comics have done this already, right? right. No wait, no I I take that back. Okay, one of the camps, and I want to say it's Marvel. In Marvel, you can lend a comic to someone else for like 14 days or something. Yeah, with their with their tablet app, right? Or maybe it's DC. It's one of the camps where you can right. where you can lend a comic to someone else, or you can package it back up and sell it, or, or do whatnot. Because that's just so integral to the comics culture. It always has been. Yeah. And I think if 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 anything can prove that this model can work, it's the comic book apps. It's the comic stores. Zoner opens up his Nexus Seven just to see if that's true <laughs> or not. Well, <laughs> no, you reminded me. I needed to put a couple more comics on my on my tablet. Well, geez, good thing we're not recording a show right now or anything. <laughs> I, I know, I know. It's not like I'm going to read them. Come on, I can multitask. They, we are of. talking about different demographics, and not that, not that I'm saying that that the majority of people playing Xbox and PS4 are aren't that intelligent, but um, the demographic of comic books. Are have been sharing comic books since the beginning of comic books, you know, and so they're they're used to the way that that sharing works, and and so when this app came out with that feature, it, it's just, it was a no-brainer. It was it was like, okay, this is the way it's always worked. We just do it digitally now, and so um, PS4 well, yeah. and Xbox trying to do it, it's not really the way that gamers think. It is past a certain age. We we joke about it, especially you and I, Schmitty, because we're not just gamers. We're we're now the daddy gamers, which means that when a game launches, it's not new for us. Two years later, when we're finally able to afford it, then it's new to us. You know, and that's what we do. It's like um, I I needed to borrow a game from uh, my brother-in-law. You know, he had this game. It's like, oh, I wanted to play this. It's like, well, you can borrow mine. I'm like, well, I got the new Mass Effect 3. You want to borrow that? And so we'd swap games. Because <laughs> I'm only allowed, to, you know, I say only allowed, but uh, 
anyone who out there who's married or with kids knows what I mean when I say I'm only allowed one game every so often. I can't <laughs> go out and buy a new one every week. Uh, and so that's just kind of what you do. You buy one, you play it to the fullest, and then you lend it off to a friend who wanted to play it, and you borrow one from them. It's the great daddy-gamer exchange. <laughs> and uh, this could... If Xbox One doesn't allow something like that, yeah, it could affect us. Yeah. Or, or so. if they make, it makes it harder for us to do that. Well, I, I'm interested what this is going to do with the, the rental market. Like yeah. Redbox and whatnot. Gamefly. That, that you can rent. Yeah, Gamefly. What's that going to do to these... I mean, you got a whole industry built around renting games. Yeah. yeah the, I think I see the big problem with, with uh, rentals because um, if, if I... If I give Zook a game and I haven't unpackaged it from my system, it will be impossible for him to play it. Now, yeah, imagine, how, how, imagine you pick up a game from Redbox, you install it onto your system, you bring it back to Redbox, but you forget to unpackage it. That game is now useless to Redbox. Yeah. That could be a huge I, problem. And you know that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Unless, unless uh, Microsoft is smart and they have a way of packaging rental specific um, titles much like uh, you know publishing companies for for movies have redbox specific DVDs that's true they do so, uh, put like put like a time bomb on it or something where yeah I, I, that, I mean because you know that technology exists Amazon uses it on their on well, their digital never rentals mind that. And it used to exist back in like 2000 a few yeah. people remember this but Divix yeah. started uh-huh. out as this way that you could rent DVDs from a... And, and it would expire, and after a few weeks you couldn't play that disc anymore. Yep. And it, it, obviously it didn't work out very well. Divix turned into the codec we now know to uh, re-encode movies and torrent them. How ironic that <laughs> this, this technology that was developed for anti-piracy in DVDs is now the number one way Dueling that people it. pirate DVDs. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's how it used to be for renting DVDs. It was uh, with Divix, and you could could keep it forever, and it didn't matter because it was going to expire the disc after a while. And you're right, maybe they'd put that into games. It'd be interesting. Anyway, um, so, yeah, people don't want PS4 to have DRM. Sony says they're paying attention. I I got money riding on this that Sony doesn't actually care. No, I don't think they do. You're right. (laughs) I I, I think you're right. I I don't do sucker bets. (laughs) Um, back to Facebook news. I'm moving around the headlines here as we, we go on. But uh, a serious privacy flaw was found in Facebook. Well, that's no big surprise. There's always one found in Facebook. But this one happens to be in the Pages Manager for Android. Uh, pages would be like, for instance, the Stolen Droids has a Facebook page. Well, that's linked to our accounts as admins, so we have to be able to manage it for, even from our mobile device. And as it turns out, there is a flaw that was found with that app that uh, it allowed everyone to see everyone's pictures, which seems like a very random flaw. Right. Yeah, but the the interesting thing about this, though, is many people have brought this to Facebook's attention. Facebook doesn't care. Yeah. Well, they did patch it the next day, but I mean, at the same time, they were like, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think oh, they did patch it because they did I, patch had, it, yeah. I I had seen everything that I had seen said that Facebook hadn't responded. 
they didn't respond until they patched it, and when they responded, it was just kind of like, well, yeah, so there's a security hole. It's kind of like this, well, yeah, so you're using Facebook. Yeah, and I, I, I took it to mean that, I mean, <laughs> the way they responded was a, was a very IT way of responding. You know, yeah, you're dealing with software made by people, you're going to have issues, and look, we patched it, so shut up, you know? <laughs> it was kind of the way their response was. Yeah. Yeah, so it's fixed now. What of it? Yeah, that Oops. just that just makes you feel all sorts of warm and fuzzy, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Um, back to Yahoo news. Yahoo may be trying to bid on Hulu, and they, they've got like a billion dollars down trying to bid on Hulu. Zara, hundred dollars? A hundred? Did you say a hundred dollars? I said a billion dollars. Oh, I, I thought it was between six hundred and eight hundred million or something. Well, the, the, that's what it was when this article was written. But another contender has come out of the woodwork within the one billion club, Google. and it's kind of pushing uh, Yahoo up. It would be Directv. Oh, really? That would be really, really interesting. That'd be really interesting. We used to talk on and on about Dish Network. You remember, like a year ago, and it seemed like Dish Network was buying everyone up. Blockbuster. Yeah, we thought they were well, going to buy Blue. <laughs> they were going. They were going to buy T-Mobile. They talked about. They were going to buy everyone. Um, they've kind of gone out of the way. But Zonor, you and I were talking about this. Uh, was it today or yesterday? If Yahoo was to buy Hulu, that would probably be the worst thing for Hulu. Well, yeah, because I, I think it was. Was it? It might have been yesterday. I don't remember, but I mean, it was. Yeah, if they lose, because, well, the only thing that's keeping Hulu alive right now is the fact that the networks are still providing content. Right, they hate the networks Hulu. who own Hulu. Yes, they hate Hulu. They make it a pain in the butt to use. I, I'm not a huge Hulu fan. Pay for it, and you still have to get commercials. What the crap? And some of you the know, videos that... aren't available on the, uh, on non-web devices. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous the way that they manage it. Yet. Or, for instance, like, uh, as a perfect example, Elementary. I love that show. Elementary is on, uh, what is it, CBS? Yes. It's the new uh, Sherlock Holmes one with uh, Lucy Liu as Dr. Watson. It's a really good series, and I love it a lot. However, if you want to go to Hulu and watch it, it has a page for it. But if you, as soon as you click on an episode, it takes you to, I think it's actually ABC. Yeah, you're right. ABC. Yeah, it takes you to abc.com, and it makes you watch it on ABC's web portal, which is using the exact same technology as Hulu because ABC owns Hulu. It's one of the part owners. So it's like every network wants to have their own Hulu. They want to have their own version of it. And if Yahoo were to buy Hulu, all of a sudden, all those previous owners are no longer motivated in any way to keep providing content for it. Unless Yahoo pulls a Netflix and starts making their own content. Well, well that, and that'd be wise for it. They've talked about that, but you know, I keep seeing like all this Hulu, Hulu exclusive. It's not, it's not anything that's, they're, you know... They're it, not Netflix standard. <laughs> yeah, there, isn't and, that an odd thing to say? It, it's, <laughs> it's like good, but it's not Netflix good. 
<laughs> you know, it's it's stuff from like the BBC and whatnot that is available elsewhere, but it's not Netflix or Amazon, and so it's Hulu exclusive. Do you think that it could be very in the near future where Hulu no longer has all these, but instead acts as kind of a directory of online videos? Could be. I could see that happening. It'd be a pain in the butt, especially yeah. for people that use like Roku or Google TV. It would, or it would be confusing because I mean, just just like what you explained, where you click on a movie and all of a sudden you're on a new website. You're on ABC.com. Think of if every single show you clicked on went to a completely different site. That would confuse ninety percent of the Hulu users. Yes, it's, it's not going to be good for the business. Especially if all those other sites start making you have your own uh, membership. Right. Now, if they were to do that, if I were Yahoo and I were buying Hulu, I would put it into the contract that all service providers currently providing to Hulu are contractually obligated to continue doing so for X amount of years. Yep. I, I really think that's the only way that they could successfully pull off that type of an acquisition. Now, if DirecTV were to try and take over Hulu, I am, I'm out on a limb on this one, mind you, but I'm spitballing here, and my spitballs tend to be as accurate as they are not, so you have a 50-50 chance of this being right. But I bet you they would fold Hulu and take its content delivery system and use it as a way to start delivering out its own DirecTV content to their own subscribers. Yeah, it would replace their on-demand. There's my that's an interest. That That's an interesting thought. So, yeah. Anyway, that's something worth considering. I, I do kind of feel bad for Hulu, though, at this point, because how long, truly, how long have we been reporting on stories about people trying to buy Hulu now? A year and a half? About, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. You must suck to work there, because at any time you don't know what's... Will I have a job today? Will I be working for Comcast? Will I be working for Disney? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Should I start pulling my severance package now? (laughs) Um, Into kind of bizarre news, data centers are popping up all over the U.S. That's no real surprise. What's surprising is is what companies are looking at opening their own new data centers and why. Sears has been losing ground to Walmart like crazy over the past 10 years. It's no surprise uh, and no secret. It's been slow going, but it has been noticeable. In fact, I think in the Wasatch front area, the two main Sears in Salt Lake City are gone. And all of them in Utah County are gone, except for one. That's it. Uh, I, I have know. seen I have seen a few pop up up north, but I've never been to them. Yeah. Well, the problem is that a lot of the buildings that Sears use is are owned by Sears. That they're yeah. buildings. They weren't leasing them or whatnot. The lands theirs, the store, the buildings theirs, and they don't know what to do with all these old big box store buildings. So they're converting them to data centers. And they're going to start leasing out data centers space. Which is a smart move because as the internet's getting bigger, we need more and more space to put we, all of them. We our need data. more data centers, yeah. So 
why not? <laughs> and 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 it it's it's a good way for them to in, increase their their profit. They, uh, in in this failing world, not not a failing world, but where where department stores are are becoming the way of the dinosaur. I mean, I do find it kind of ironic. Because one of the big reasons why Sears is going out of business and Sears is the way of the dinosaur because it's been losing ground to online retailers. So what's the <laughs> most poetic justice? I'll host the online retailer and make money that way. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to be in that meeting, though, in that executive meeting. Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we've been losing money. We have all these buildings. Do we sell them? Do we renovate them? What do we do? Give me ideas and... Who thought of let's throw a data center in there? And the exec's like, "What's that?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could have on the same breath said, "Or a roller derby," <laughs> and it would have <laughs> laser tag. <laughs> we can turn them into nightclubs or a data center <laughs> or both. <laughs> that would be awesome—a nightclub data center. It's where the nerds go. It's called the rack. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Sad thing. Sad thing. It's just a bunch of nerds playing Magic: The Gathering, <laughs> listening to Daft Punk, and the light show is actually all the status LEDs from the servers. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't hear the music over the sound of the AC. Oh man. That AC goes out though, and it gets up to like 180 degrees, and they just find a way that's to just, spin the hard drives at different velocities to get the, <laughs> get the sound they want. Like those Daft Punks, those music tracks being done by floppy disk drives. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. We are horrible. Anyway, so that's kind of unique. I doubt you. I doubt any of us will ever see one and know that we're looking at one. Most of the time, well, you never well, know what you're looking at at a data center anyway. We'll just think that's where we go get a new pair of Sansabelle slacks. But since nobody wears that, nobody's going to go in. So everybody will just assume it's still a Sears, but Who needs nothing but anyway servers. When, when they're shopping online all the time, they just stay yeah. in the house. <laughs> exactly. Uh, craftsman server rack. That'd be Ooh, cool. Ooh, lifetime guarantee. There you go. 18 volts. <laughs> <laughs> An 18 volt server. <laughs> okay, yeah, enough odd humor. It's late. Yeah, we're we're kind of punchy. Um, Apple has been under quite a bit of flack in the EU and here in uh, the US over the water damage indicator. Uh, evidently, if you got any amount of water damage, even the slightest amount the iPhone or the iPad would show that, you know, it has that little red dot. The problem was, is that um, a lot of the times they would reject ones that they said had been tripped, even if they hadn't. Well, you know, the interesting thing about those moisture indicators, the last two or three phones I've had, the moisture indicator has always been tripped. I've never dropped my phone in the toilet. I've never dropped it in a puddle. You know, it's my phone has never gotten wet, yet that always says that it has. So I don't think those are really accurate. Well, evidently the court agrees because they have been they've ordered Apple 
to pay out money to people who have had their warranty claims rejected based upon that. Um, if you've had any water damage and you've ever been turned down for warranty repair at an Apple store, you could be uh, getting up to $300, depending on the capacity and the status and whatnot. So that's worth looking at. Yeah, if you, so if you get a if you get a letter or an email or something saying that you may be eligible for this, you know, take them up on it. Make yeah, them pay. Definitely. <laughs> um, I want to move some things up here in the list. Uh, so let's move on. And I'm sorry. I know I've said how I would stop talking about Windows 8 and the start button after I wrote that little tirade or whatnot, but 8.1 has leaked. And people are saying that, yes, it does have a start button. I want to clarify. It says it has a start button, not a start menu. And guess what the the start button does? It opens a start screen, just like I've said over and over, it will. Now, here's the dumb thing. Everyone's like, oh, this is finally... they're They're finally listening to us. They're bringing it back. They're making it so much better. If you're someone who hates Windows 8 because it misses the start menu, you're going to hate it more now. Yep. They've basically enhanced the touch capability. They've changed where the window snap points are now, so you can do a 50-50 snap for Metro apps and desktop apps. Uh, you can open more than one Metro app in multi-monitor. It's, it's kind of cool that way. They've changed things more for its usability. It is now moving more towards the Windows 8 side. The only thing you guys got is the start button. Well, it, it does have the, uh, the, new, the new feature called boot into alternate screens, which includes desktop. So you can boot into your favorite app or desktop. Um, that, that's something that I think will appeal to a lot of people. And they're fixing the background uh, wallpaper. So in your start screen, you can actually share your desktop. Your desk. So and yeah, and so you don't need a separate app, right? And I think yeah. the lock screen as well is shared in that in that trio. So, um, th- so there are some things that that people have complained about that are coming back. Yeah, and that's kind of nice. But seriously, if if you're considering the start button a win, I've got news for you. It is the stupidest thing ever, and here's why. And this is and this isn't just me trying to be belligerent about Windows 8. If you yes, have it is. Windows 8 and you have a mouse, move it down into the lower left-hand corner. You know where the start button used to be. What pops up? A start button. It's already there. It's right freaking there. The only thing a start button is giving you is a icon 20 pixels over from it. That's the difference we're arguing about here. You've been going on and on all this time over a difference of 20 pixels. Well, you know, there's also a key on your keyboard that has a little window logo on it. Guess what it does. (laughs) (laughs) If you say starts windows, you're wrong. (laughs) <laughs> now, Cezik, I think you are just being belligerent. I'm just kind of annoyed. <laughs> but I'm, I'm especially annoyed because people are still saying that this is proof that Microsoft admits it's wrong and admits it knows it's losing money. This in the same week where Microsoft hits its all-time high in stocks for the last 10 years. They've hit their all-time high 
for the last 10 years, I should say their all-time high for the 21st century. Um, I think it was New Year's of 1999. Their stocks were worth $58 a share. They've never hit that high since. But now they're back to $38 a share, which is up 8 bucks from their standard median. That's a lot of money. So, again, I invite you to go back to StolenDroids.com, look at my article... Let me point out to you why 8.1 is not going to be the Windows you thought it was going to be, and no one cares. And if you enjoy Zook's Windows 8 rant, be sure to check out my nerd culture rant. <laughs> I think we're slightly too opinionated sometimes. <laughs> look look at us just pimping ourselves out. And I really need to get my Why I Hate Animated GIFs article up there so I can have a rant article too. <laughs> it's a GIF. <laughs> It's not peanut butter. It's a gif. Mm, peanut butter. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know you need to you need to make an animated gif of just this jar of gif <laughs> rotating around. It's an animated gif. I did okay. make an animated oh, that, gif. That was stupid. I'm sorry. I did make an animated gif that says I hate animated gifs. I hate animated gifs. <laughs> I'll All right. that up on the side into uh, some kind of unexpected news, LG has decided that it no longer wants to make Nexus devices. Nexus or Android? Nexus. They said that they're still excited to make other phones, but LG doesn't make any other phones that aren't Android. So I'm assuming they're still making Android phones, but they've decided they don't want to make Nexus phones anymore. This Um, is kind of confusing to me, because I thought the Nexus phones were pretty popular. Yeah, they they are in the way that I mean, if you want the pure Android experience, you go for Nexus. Um, but all the other manufacturing companies, HTC, Samsung, Motorola, um, they're 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 making their own flavors of Android, and they're making bank off of it. People, yeah, people complain about them, but look at Samsung. I mean, Samsung Galaxy, the Galaxy line is doing so well that people think that it's a different... It, it, people think that it's different from Android. They think there's an Android OS and then there's Galaxy, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's doing so well that it's on its own. And I think LG wants in on that. So Well, and is the, is the Nexus line even worth it anymore? Because if you think about it, the, the Samsung Galaxy S4 has will have a Nexus experience. And our next headline, the HTC One has also announced, HTC's announced that the One will also have the Nexus experience. And that is, of course, the stock Android ROM unlocked. So is there even a point to having a Nexus device anymore? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I think, you know, the way that Google is is giving the flagship devices that other manufacturers are making the opportunity to run just pure Android there's really no need for them to have their own hardware to promote the ability to have pure Android mm-hmm. and you know, I, I kind of I think we I think we talked about it after Google I.O. but it almost seemed to me like Google's kind of getting out of the hardware business and they're, they're just going to focus on their services and their software again yeah, which true. is what made them what they are. Yeah, true. I mean, obviously the Nexus Q was, you know, a huge success, and how do you follow that up? But, oh, um... I didn't think we'd ever bring <laughs> that back up. 
<laughs> but you know, I, I think that I think that they're starting to focus on their services again, which I think is a good thing for consumers and a good thing for Google. Yeah, that's true. Man, Nexus Q. It's been forever since we talked about that. <laughs> so. um, in other HTC news, um, HTC has announced that they will not be working anymore on it getting a 12-inch Windows 8 RT tablet out, which is kind of a, well, duh. You're, you're in enough money problems as it is. You might as well not bother working on and releasing a device that evidently no one wants anyway. Yeah, and 12 inches is huge. The 12 inches is huge. <laughs> um, but they're still going to work on their 7-inch RT tablet. Now, interestingly, Microsoft has started to pick up on the campaign for Windows 8 RT. You see, they've launched the new Windows 8 versus iPad site. Um, my favorite, I think, from last week was that mm-hmm. was one of their ads. I mean, they've started to breathe new life into the Windows RT uh, campaign, but at the same time, it's it, they're still not selling. I'll be the first to admit I'm a huge Windows 8 fan. I'm a huge Microsoft fan, and I'll be the first to admit uh, Windows RT just. It missed the mark. It does not have what people want. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. Windows 8 is awesome, but RT, I mean, Android ice cream sandwich is is loads better than RT. If you're going for a strictly mobile operating system, RT is not the way to go. No. no. I have a Windows 8 laptop. I have a Windows 8 desktop at work. I have a Windows Phone 8. And if I were to get a tablet... I would get a jelly bean tablet. That's just kind of how it is right now. So, uh, yeah, HTC, we don't blame you. You're losing money anyway. You might as well not bother releasing a device that no one's going to buy from you anyway. Sorry. Sometimes it's best to know when to cut your losses. You need to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. them. (laughs) Ooh. Sounds like we're thinking of playing poker later. (laughs) (laughs) May I not want to walk away. No when to run. Yes. Yeah, speaking of knowing when to walk away and knowing when to run, Grumpy Cat the movie has been announced. I, I don't. Didn't we already have that? Wasn't it Garfield? Yeah, it was Garfield. But seriously, you're going to do a movie based on an internet meme? Yeah, it, if if it's going to be done, this is the time. In the place, I guess. <laughs> when when are we going to get that dude talking about hide your Hide your daughters, hide your wives. You know, <laughs> the bed got made into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> movie the action adventure guy. of all time. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> the Nan Cat movie. Yeah. Oh man, just an hour and a half of Nan Cat on the big screen. <laughs> you you know, it would we make like looped it for twenty four hours on our computers. Yeah, nice. you know, it would make like like I don't know forty fifty bucks on opening weekend. I I'm just confused by this. <laughs> I mean, like, it it makes sense to me. I mean, we we've, we've seen Hollywood go like go through all these ideas. They're starting to rehash old ideas. The original ideas that they're coming out with aren't that great. And so why not play to the internet meme section? I mean, it makes sense. Uh, there, this will be seen. There will be millions and millions of teenagers that go to see it. Um, and it will just fuel the fire for more internet meme-based movies. 
So. Well, you know, I, I Grumpy Cat is probably one of my favorite internet memes of all time. Every time I see Grumpy Cat, I laugh. And I don't want to see this in the theaters. <laughs> it, it It's just further evidence. Just wait until the crossovers start. He'll be fighting alongside the Avengers. Star Wars Grumpy Tony. Cat. <laughs> He'll Grumpy be added Cat versus Keyboard Cat. Oh, man. <laughs> He'll be yeah, in episode key- 8 of Star Wars. <laughs> Keyboard Cat can play off Grumpy Cat. He'll be in uh, episode 3 of The Hobbit. Oh, jeez. have like a little cameo. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just imagine Grumpy that Cat really versus pissed the off juggernaut. Of an armor. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Grumpy Cat versus Lime Cat. I know. You've got a so, point. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's just further evidence that Hollywood is truly, truly out of ideas, and they need to just stop. <laughs> please, please just stop. Into um, our last headline, and this one's kind of a, a weird one, very weird actually. Kim.com, the owner of MegaUpload.com, and now just Mega.com, uh, he his property was seized last year by the FBI, or actually by New Zealand authorities, uh, on behest of the FBI. And when they did so, they seized everything. All of his hard drives, all of his property, all of his money, everything. Well, a New Zealand court has ruled that they did so illegally. That law enforcement did not follow protocol. They just grabbed everything, regardless of if it had anything to do with a case against him or not. I mean, they literally went in and they took everything from him. And have ordered them to give it all back. The problem is, is that New Zealand has already handed over the hard drives, all of his hard drives, to the FBI, who have cloned them. Cloned them, yeah. So the court order goes so far as to order the FBI to erase all clones they've made and hand back over all evidence back to Kim.com. Proving what we talked about last week, if you're going to have to do something like this, make sure you do it right. Because this is a huge Charlie Foxtrot (laughs) that law enforcement pulled here. I mean, they basically had this guy's head on a platter. And not that I have anything against him, but let's face it, he was breaking international copyright law. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly is one of those technicality words. Technically, we have to say allegedly only because he hasn't been convicted. But he he might get away with it because they have to hand it all back over, leaving them with nothing. On the other hand, you could also say, yeah, right, like they're actually going to... They'll probably just say that they destroyed all the clones and somehow they well, still have all the information. What kind of jurisdiction does New Zealand have over the FBI? None. However, it's considering it was kind of a joint task and they were working with each other, if one side suddenly says, sorry, this was illegal... The other side has to has to respect it. So. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly <laughs> has to respect it, right? All right, into our talking point this week. And uh, if it sounds like we're scraping the bottle for this talking, t- scraping the bottom for this talking point, it's kind of because we are. Uh, if you have a talking point you'd like us to talk about, let us know. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. You know, actually, Zook, the more I think about it, I don't think we are scraping on this one. I think this is actually a very solid 
very solid talking point. Well, then I'm better than I thought about pulling these out of my rear. <laughs> uh, the idea here is, is uh, every once in a while when I get bored, I like to look at things that I can't afford, namely things like cars. Because I like cars. I like them a lot. And I notice a lot of the new cars that are coming out all have, like, tablet-level technology built into the dash, right? Built-in GPS, apps, mobile hotspots, access to Facebook, all these different things that seem really cool, right? Who wouldn't like that built into their car? Right. Except for that I started thinking about going, you know, a lot of this technology is also in your phone or your tablet, and you're expected to replace your phone or your tablet every few years. Yep. And you're not expected to replace your car every few years. Something I started, <laughs> yeah, I started remembering all like those BMWs from the early '90s that you can't sell now because everyone looks at it and it has like this corded phone wired into the dash. You know what I'm talking about? And I realized that a lot of this disposable tech, what we consider to be disposable tech is being put in non-disposable items. And it's starting to affect the way we look at buying things. Uh, one of the cars I looked at was uh, that I thought was just absolutely gorgeous. It's a Mercedes-Benz CLS 550. Gorgeous car, right? And in fact, my favorite car of all time is a Mercedes-Benz as well. It's a 57 Gullwing Coupe, a, a 300 SL. And the problem is, is that Anything that we have now with this disposable tech in, does that affect how classic it can become? Yeah, you have a good point. Like you bring up those BMWs with the corded phones in them, and I, that's it. Almost makes them unsellable. I I wonder if it takes away the collectability of them. Would a BMW collector consider that not a collectible because oh, the tech in it is just I, I can't use it. Well, uh, well you, that, sorry, go ahead, Sonner. You, you think about it, too, and, like, I mean, our tablets, we get updates for. Our phones, we get updates for. Do these cars get updates? You know, if, Oftentimes, if one, no. If one's running the equivalent of gingerbread, is it going to get upgraded to ice cream sandwich or jelly bean? I mean, you know, think about it. This This technology can become outdated very, very quickly, and if it's not able to get regular updates it's yeah. useless sometimes within months and, and for sync does push up updates on a regular basis but that that's just ford and uh, there's talks with them ganging up with google um, in future iterations but you bring up a good point yeah ford sync is actually managed by microsoft yeah so that, that's why they get updates but and for those of you thinking, well, you know, just replace the head unit. You know, it's just in the head unit. Not true. BMW uses the iDrive system, which uses it to actually control the car. So what happens when the entire method you have to control the car itself is obsolete? Yeah. You know, and going yeah, back it, to classic cars, I love that 300 SL Goldwing Coupe, right? I don't love it because of its push-button radio. I love it because the engine was beautiful and the design was beautiful and all the mechanics of it were beautiful. You can't love, well, maybe some people can love, but you, it, I find it really hard to love a car that is being controlled by the equivalent of an Apple IIe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you look at, like, I, I'm a huge Silver Thunderbird fan. Pontiac, oh, they did a good job back in the 50s with that car. But, you know, you're exactly right. The radio at the time may have been considered state of the art but 60 years later 
it's nothing. That's the first thing you replace but, when you when you restore one. But but you know, what do you do if in sixty years you've got a Toyota Prius that ha- somehow hasn't managed to explode or something? Um, you know, what do you do with with all of the tech that they've got in there? It's completely useless. It's going to be a bunch of crap that just doesn't work, and the car's not gonna not gonna function the way that it was designed. Now, and for people who who are listening to this, going, well, duh, it's just cars, and of course cars get old and they get obsolete i want you to look around though and see everything else people are starting to add more tech into i mean they're in refrigerators now they're in kids backpacks there are door locks with it there's home security systems with it and it was one thing when it was just a bunch of switches and sensors on the windows and doors on your security system and tied into you know when it was just a simple bit of wiring and that was your security system compared to now where it's an actual full tablet computer and it comes with an iPad and sorry if you decide to go Android now you can't use your security system or sorry we didn't update it for iOS 7 you can't use it anymore uh, what happens when your what happens when your refrigerator becomes obsolete are you just expected yeah. to replace it <laughs> i I think I think uh, manufacturers are, are getting smarter about about the integration, the technology they integrate, because um, you're starting to see uh, these these long-term items like the refrigerator and the cars, and the systems are starting to be able to communicate with current devices through technologies like Bluetooth, or some of them, some of them even have an internet connection um, and and can talk to the internet through an upgradable API or upgradable firmware. And so a lot of them are starting to get smart. And even though the the item itself, the, like the refrigerator itself, doesn't advance, they can still talk with with updating technologies. Um, and so, at, in some respect, yeah, it's 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 getting older and older, but it's still able to talk to the new technology. So I, I think that's where manufacturers are getting smart. But what happens when the manufacturer decides? We don't want to support this API anymore. We don't want to update this API anymore. It's it's useless. Well, and, and let me give a, a different usage scenario here because it's kind of my forte. Um, a few years ago when the smart TVs, and I'm using qu- air quotes on that, the smart TVs started getting launched. It's like, hey, isn't this awesome? This has a built-in YouTube service. And then a, couple, a year later, oh, and this one has a Hulu service and another one. This one has you know, Netflix. Isn't this awesome? And it's built directly into the TV's firmware. That's awesome. I'm so happy that you were able to buy a $5,000 big screen TV. Uh, Sounds like I'm being facetious. I'm not. If you were able to, more power to you. What happens when Yahoo does buy Hulu and suddenly changes how it's done? What happens when Netflix closes doors or... It's like, congratulations, you spent that money on a device, on a high-end device, based upon the features that were there, and now... The features are gone, not from something you did. It's just gone. Right. Now, that, that's that's a great point. I and so it's like on one hand, it is always buyer beware, you know, because something that you something that you want to use, you may not use forever. But on the other hand, it seems kind of funny that we're taking this disposable technology philosophy and applying it to these really large items that you're not expected to replace every two, three years. 
So we want to know what your thoughts are on that. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Is this something that influences your buying of these large ticket items? The idea that the technology behind it will probably be obsolete before you drive it off the lot, put your first 12-pack in it, whatever. We want to know. We're running low here on time, though, so let's move on to our favorites. Uh, really fast, Gillette, uh, the razor company, has a hilarious ad campaign going on. How does he shave? They're talking, of course, about the new Superman movie, Man of Steel, coming out. The beginning, it shows him he has a beard. Later on in the movie, he doesn't. And it's popped up many an internet question, how does he shave? It's Superman. Supposedly, his hair is also indestructible. How do you shave indestructible hair? So they have four different theories. Um... My favorite is from Bill Nye, mainly because I love Bill Nye, and he takes a material science approach to it. Uh, I've given the link here for you to take a look at all four, and you can vote on which one you think it is. Uh, they have the Mythbusters, they have Kevin Smith, they have Amy Farrah Fowler from Big Bang Theory. Also known as Blossom. Also known as Blossom, who is, by the way, a PhD in uh, biochemistry. I thought it was neuroscience. It's one of the two. She's smarter than me. Yeah. So, whatever. But uh, Bill Nye's is my favorite because, it, well, it's it's Bill Nye. So go ahead, check it out. I personally like Kevin Smith's theory. Um, my favorite this week is a seven-minute-and-change Minecraft movie, uh, basically taking you on a roller coaster through the Ghostbusters movie. Uh Watching it is absolutely amazing. Knowing that they did it on the Xbox 360 version of Minecraft is even more amazing. It's just straight up awesome. You need to check it out. Um, my favorite is uh, from a, uh, a publisher on YouTube that, that we featured before, uh, Vsauce. Uh, this video, particular video is about the five-second rule, and is it true? Uh, and he goes through uh, molecular dynamics and uh, even brings up uh, Mythbusters. And, uh, it's really entertaining, um, and he has some great conclusions uh, and great explanations, so check it out. Very cool. Well, that is our show this week. Um, we hope to be back up to the full strength next week. Uh, again, check out our friends over at Salt Lake Comic Con. Uh, and all of our dear sponsors. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're not. Let us know what uh, talking points you want to hear. Feedback at SoulAndroids.com. Until next time, cheers. End of line. Good day.